What should your brand colours be? What should your brand look like? The answer is, there's no specific answer. And this is going to be something that evolves over time. So you may be thinking, or you may be asking the question, well, where do I actually start then? Do I just start with colours that I like? Or do I start somewhere else? For me, the best place to start when you choose your brand colours and you choose your look and feel is you think about, you know, what the message is that you want to convey. And if you're building a personal brand, which I think almost everyone on this podcast probably is, you want to think about what colours actually convey you. Let me tell you a little bit of a story. When I first started working out of university, I was a very, very driven young man. You know, not just working, in fact, you know, from teenage onwards. But when I started trying to get jobs and start working, very, very driven, very headstrong, very, very direct. You know, very, almost at a point where, you know, it's fairly forceful, forcefully direct. I got a job as a graduate in the Halifax Bank of Scotland, one of the biggest banks here in the UK. And I would came in, you know, very direct. And I would try and, you know, influence people and help people. But I was so direct. As soon as I got an answer that I didn't like or was negative, didn't really work for me, I would get very, very upset. And I was very passionate about the stuff I talked about, marketing at that point. And, like, as soon as I got any challenge to that, I get really upset I get angry and then I get more frustrated and I challenge even harder and then sometimes I'd end up saying stuff that I didn't really mean or shouldn't have said or I come across badly and that would result in you know poor feedback and difficult moments for me I was coming in this thing so headstrong what I didn't really understand was that you know as a graduate you kind of employed to change the future kind of thing. You kind of sold this sort of aspirational dream of changing the future, being a being part of something bigger and innovating. I think, you know, a lot of companies ask that of their young people. But the reality is, of course, you're working with, you know, the people that are already in the company and you as a person at the bottom rung of that company, you can only make small changes because you don't have the seniority to make the big changes. And actually, you have to really come to terms with that. But as a young person, as someone that was very, very driven, I'd get, you know, quite annoyed and quite upset about how I wasn't making as big an impact as I wanted to make. So it was a turbulent sort of first few years on the graduate scheme, as I, you know, started to understand that and I started to realise that, you know, I would need to temper my approach, you know, fairly significantly in order to be able to work in this environment. And that was a good lesson learned. And it's a lesson I'm glad I did learn. I did learn it the hard way, granted, (laughs) but I did learn it. Now, when I first started and I, I started to have these conversations, someone suggested to me, Dan, go ahead and take this personality test. It's called the Colours Personality Test. And in the Colours Personality Test, you come out of the result with four individual colours, okay? Red, yellow, green, and blue. And depending on how you do in the questions, will depend on what zone you end up getting put in or, or partly in 
two zones. The red zone is very direct. The yellow zone is highly energetic. The blue zone is analytical. The green zone is empathetic. And you'll dot around this thing for different types of scenarios and situations, and then you'll get an overall score. My overall score was like as far into the red zone and nowhere else as you can get. <laughs> I was all out red. And it makes sense. That's not to say that I was, you know, I wasn't a mean guy or anything like that. I was just very, very direct, you know, very passionate, very direct. I wanted everyone to be part of my cause, and I got frustrated when they weren't. I wanted to be able to convince people of things, and I got frustrated when they weren't. Now, being red isn't a bad thing. All of the colors have their own benefits. The red zone, you know, is very good for leaders, you know, people who drive through decisions and drive through change. You know, having that red element in you is a, is a great thing, just as it is with all of the different colors. And you need all of those colors in a team to be able to create highly effective teams. But for me, I was all out red. So, you know, I spent the first few years going through this kind of turbulent thing, getting lots of feedback, having lots of difficult conversations, getting a hell of a lot of coaching from lots of different people. And slowly over my career, you know, I learned to kind of temper the red down a bit and then work that approach to be, you know, more influential and more engaging with people and more inclusive. And I, and I could take, I learned to take that passion and leverage the passionate side of me whilst also really developing the influential side so that I could then draw people in with energy and then I could convince things of people. So I took the personality test again like eight years later and I saw where I landed. And this time I landed between red and yellow. So I was still direct, passionate, driver, guy that gets things done, leader, but I was also yellow, energetic, you know, someone who comes in, drives a lot of energy, drives a lot of passion, inspiring. So now I was on the line of red and yellow. You can see where this is going. You may not know, but my brand, my red and yellow colors, is quite literally my personality. When you see my feed and you see my colors, I'm communicating my personality to you. Red for direct, yellow for energetic. That is why my brand is red and yellow. It was not a pick two colors I like. In fact, if I had to think about which color I wear most often, it would probably be blue. I actually wear blue quite a lot. But, you know, when I'm in these engaging situations, then I'm, I have more of a tendency to red. I like to tap into that red side of me. It, it empowers me and gives me energy. So when we talk about, you know, what color should your brand be? Your brand colors should be a reflection of your personality. People should be able to feel the tone and the energy when they look at your content. They should be able to feel that without a video, just by looking at the colors, just by looking at the energy. And again, you want those colors to then correspond to the output. 
you know, the output being, hey, my brand is red and yellow, then you play one of my videos and bam, I'm in your face. <laughs> Direct, red, yellow, energy. I'm right there. Right there. So when you think about your brand colors, think about what emotion do you want to convey? Who are you? You know, are you soft and gentle or are you hard edged? Are you crazy or are you relaxed? Like, it's not just a case of picking two colors that look nice together. You want people to be able to get to know you through your colors, through your fonts, through the way in which you communicate. Your personality should be infused in your brand. That may or may not be your favorite colors, but those are the kind of questions you want to ask. So you can take your brand workbook and have a look through and have a play around and pick out your color palette. And I encourage you to play around with lots of different ones. And remember, this is very unlikely to be, you know, the be all and end all, the final thing. Your brand and your colors and your look will evolve over time as you start to settle into your groove. So don't feel like you need to, you know, Make a decision now and that's it forever. But I really want you to be thinking not just about, you know, what colors you wear or what colors you like, but what is it that you're trying to convey with your brand? Energy, care, empathy, directness. You know, what is it? What are you trying to convey with your brand? Now, the colors personality test you can take, though, unfortunately, uh, it is very expensive. <laughs> but don't worry, because look... Dan is here for you. <laughs> so I have a free test for you instead. It's called 16 Personalities. It's completely free. And it's absolutely amazing. 16personalities.com, 16personalities.com is the website. It's a free test. You don't even have to give them your email address. It's about 20 questions. I want you to ask them truthfully and fairly. This is, you know, just for you. And once you've completed the test, it will basically reveal your whole life to you. I'm not kidding. It's amazing. It's amazing. Once you take the personality test, it will show you what personality type you are, one of four, and it will show you the specific element of that personality that you are. Things like architects and explorers. And when you drill into that, it will show you the types of situations that give you energy, the types of situations that you're really strong at, the types of situations that you may struggle with, relationships and how you may interact within relationships, what you need from those, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. It is, it's one of those tests that it just absolutely blows your mind. You, you start reading the results and you're like, you are literally describing my inner thoughts. It's amazing. It's all scientifically backed, all researched back for 50 years or so, a long time. Very, very insightful. The first step to any kind of strong brand is, of course, understanding yourself. And these kind of personality tests give us fascinating insights into understanding ourselves. They are, of course, not the defining factor. And your personality will, of course, change over time. But there are some core values that you will have and core strengths and behaviors that you will have that won't really change over time. And these kind of personality tests are incredibly, incredibly strong things to do. Seriously, this is a 10-minute job. 
that could and has and will for me change your life. You know, I feel like I say that in a few of these podcasts and that's just because I'm so passionate about this stuff because I know how much it helped me. These kind of personality tests gave me deep insights into how I think, how I operate, what my strengths are, what I should be focusing on. But equally, they help me understand my own capabilities, but also the limit of my capabilities. We cannot all be good at everything. Some people are good at analysis and detail. Some people are bigger thinkers. I much prefer a whiteboard with spider diagrams on it than, you know, a list of detail. I'm a, you know, spider diagram, not a list person. That is embedded in my DNA. That is not a choice. And there are lots and lots of things in your life that you will be doing that, you know, you find really, really hard that suck all your energy away that you don't want to do. But you feel like just because someone else is good at it, you need to be good at it. Well, guess what? You don't need to be. Because you will have strengths innate in you that make you really good at specific stuff. And when you know what that specific stuff is, you should be doubling down, tripling down, quadrupling down on your strengths. The things that you are good at will be the things that you enjoy. The things that you enjoy will be the things that you become passionate about. If you have something that you find hard, that doesn't really work well for you, that you feel like you're always failing on, and you feel like it's very, very difficult for you to learn and do, you're very unlikely to be passionate about that. But the things that you just that you know that just flick switches for you the things that you sail through the things that you do really really well well every time you do something well it reinforces doing more of it your passion is very much rooted in the things that you are good at and what your strengths are your passion lies where your strengths are the reason why people struggle to find their passion is because they're so busy trying to create strengths in things that they're not innately good at but someone they know is but everybody's different there will be some things many things in your life that you are just not innately good at does that mean that you shouldn't learn and get good at them no of course not you can still be doing these things but just remember that there are some things that you know you won't be able to do and you won't be innately good at and you may really, really dislike doing them. A lot of the things that you procrastinate on right now will be things that you are not innately very good at and don't really spark any interest for you. And that's not because you haven't connected with a, a deep personal passion. It's not because, you know, you, you're not motivated. It's because those things are not attuned to the innate skills that you have. Skills that are coded in your DNA, skills that are coded in the way that you were raised and brought up, in the lessons that your parents taught you, in the lessons that your friends and family and everybody around you taught you over those years. All of those curated skills and strengths. There'll be plenty of things that you're doing right now that don't respond to any of those. And that's why you don't like doing them. You're not lazy. You're not demotivated. You're just procrastinating on stuff because you know you're not very good at it. It doesn't really interest you. That's okay. That's cool. You know, it's at that point that we start outsourcing. Because there are some people, lots, many people in this world that absolutely love doing the things that you hate doing and vice versa. That's when you start outsourcing. That's when you start hiring people that are good at that thing and that are motivated by the thing to do that thing. If you hate, you know, 
Excel spreadsheets and detail and numbers, but you're, you know, you're smashing your head against the table trying to work through Excel spreadsheets every night just because it's going to be a hard time for you and it's going to demotivate you and it's not going to be leaning into one of your strengths. Instead, you could just be hiring a person or getting help from a person that is really good at that and actually loves that. This is where scale comes as an entrepreneur. You know, building out a team of balanced individuals that support each other with things that they're great at. Now, of course, in the early days, yes, you are going to need to be all hands on deck because you haven't got any money coming in. You're going to be need to be doing those things, and, you know, that's just going to suck for a little while. But, hey, you've got to soak that up. But ultimately, what you should be focusing on is building out and continuing to do the things that you're strong at. And those should be the things that you really, really lean into. Really lean into. Not at the sacrifice of other stuff that needs to get done, obviously. And again, you know, one of the reasons why people end up procrastinating is because they don't do the things that they're not very good at. And then they spend way too long on the things that they are good at. And the whole picture is lost and they don't make progress. You know, you're, oh, I love, I love creating content. Create content, 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 content. Yeah, okay, but you still need the systems in the back to be able to make any money. Oh, I don't like systems. So you end up not making them. So yeah, you're doing your thing you love, but you're not creating the whole picture, the whole story. It's about a balance, right? It's about a balance. Leading with your strengths, doing what your strengths are, getting support for the things that you're not strong at and getting help with those. Or if you really want to learn them, so long as it's not driving you crazy and smashing your head against a, you know, a desk, great if you want to learn them. But if it is and it's sucking the life out of you and you're not enjoying it, then don't. I know I've gone down a little bit of an alley here, but again, this is how you really would shape a brand. When you have a good sense of what your strengths are, then you'll know what the feeling of your brand should be and the colors and the energy and the vibe of your brand should look like. And that should then lead you down into colors and typography and fonts. It should feel simpler. So go ahead and do that, 16personalities.com. Test. Won't take you long. Be as truthful as possible. Some of the questions... You know, they aren't necessarily the easiest questions and you might want to think, oh, you might want to think yourself as something, but you know you're not. Just be truthful with it. It's only for you. It's very important that you be as truthful as possible. Complete it. Let me know what you get in the community. I want to know the type that you are, the type of personality you are in the community. Let me know about that and let me know your key insights and takeaways from that process. I really want to know. See you in the next episode.